You know, there was an ingenious clerk at a hotel who invited the guest of the hotel every so often to participate in these sort of promotional gimmicks he would come up with. And this particular one that, um, that he had was he, he was going to give away a leather briefcase. And there was going to be a drawing for the leather briefcase. And so he invited guests at the hotel and even surrounding businesses come, you know, put your business card into, the, into this briefcase and we will have a drawing for the winner. And there was one man who was placing his card into the case and he said, you know, I don't know why I'm bothering to do this. I don't know why I'm even bothering to do this because I won't win. And the hotel clerk says, well, what makes you say that? And the man hands him his card, and on the card it read, Psychic Reader. <laughs> oh, doesn't take much. Psychic Reader. You know, in Psychic Reader or not, with thinking... And what we teach here at Concordia, if you're new to Concordia, this is a place where many hands and hearts come together as one. And we come together as one in our practice, in our practice of spiritual living. And how we approach this is through this philosophy of science of mind, or science of mind and spirit. And as students of this teaching and this philosophy, what we know is that there's power contained in our thoughts. If we really knew that, if we really knew that, we might and really believed it, we might use our thoughts a little differently, but today's gonna to be a reminder about that. Reminding ourselves about the power of our thoughts and the power that our thinking has over our experience of life. How thinking affirmatively empowers us so that we may live a, a life of peace and power. You know, this year we're talking about blazing new trails, blazing new trails in our consciousness. So stepping into new ways of being, new ways of doing and acting and showing up in the world. And this month, specifically, we've been looking at the principles and mindsets and things to remember to support us throughout this year as we stretch our consciousness, as we open ourselves up to a larger consciousness, a higher order of consciousness. What does Albert Einstein says that, you know, the, the consciousness that created the problem, and this is a very bad paraphrase, but the, the consciousness that created the problem isn't the same one that will solve it. And so if we've been living our lives, you know, some people live 90 years and some people, many people, most people, according to Mary Morsey, many people live one year 90 times. And if we're going to step into a new order of being, this year, this moment, this now is different because I choose to be different. You know, Kevin and I, yesterday, we were having a conversation, and I don't even remember what it was about, but it was, oh, I do remember, not relevant, exactly. <laughs> um, well, it is relevant. It's, it was just not you know, appropriate for this. Um, but it's just like, 
We have been talking about this same thing for the past 17 years. I was smiling in response to something he was saying, oh, we're gonna do this. And I was like, yeah. This year will be different. This year will be different, 17 years later. But up to this point, what have we talked about as far as blazing new trails in our inner life? What, what we're talking about is blazing new trails, having new thoughts, new ways of being, to, to, and to consider that who we say we are, who we say we are, impacts how we relate to life, how we relate to our circumstances. If I say that I'm weak, then when situations arise that may seem stronger than me, then I will shrink back. So we've talked about about increasing and, and, and aligning our thinking of who we say we are with the truth. We've also talked this month about who are we being, consider who we're being in the face of adversity. When things show up unwanted, undesired, and get away from me, are we being a, are, are we shrinking back from that and being changed? Is it throwing us off our course or are we being like a coffee bean and changing the water? If you want to know what that's about, go back and take a look at that talk, <laughs> being a coffee bean. We've also spoken about forgiveness. Forgiveness is a, another way of telling, a, um, uh, adopting a new perception of ourselves and, and what that adversity that we went through. Instead of me claiming and owning that I'm a victim, instead I'm going to practice forgiveness and I'm going to use this as a catalyst for me to step into, I'm an overcomer, I am a survivor. The life that is in me is, is greater than that condition. And look who I am now. Not even despite that, but because of that. You know, I mean, sometimes you need manure to fertilize the garden. Sometimes it stinks. But you know what? Because of that mess in my past that I had to wade through or be dumped on or whatever it is that we dealt, had to deal with, I'm coming up like roses. Thoughts become things. That's what we're talking about today, about choosing and all of that and all of the stories and what we're telling ourselves and forgiveness that for us to remember that thoughts become things. This is a fundamental principle in our teaching. Everything that we see, everything that we experience outside and in, inside. You know, sometimes... Sometimes you can listen to the teachings of science of mind, and I've been told this, and it's like, oh, it's always about the stuff, about the stuff. Well, it's all stuff. It's all effects, even our internal ones. So if the stuff that you're seeking a greater experience of in your life is one of peace and well-being, to embody your wholeness, these principles apply to that too. So whether it's getting a new car or getting the new job or finding the, the you know, or finding the lover for the empty spot in your bed, 
So I see some of you smile. <laughs> or it is about opening your heart when that might be the hardest thing to do. But you know, but we know that that is what's called for if we're going to be free, if we're going to be free. You know, David Friedman, in a book entitled The Thought Exchange, he put forth a model in his book um, that he calls the circle of experience. And it illustrates this, this progression or how thoughts become things. You know, it's just another way of, if any of you have taken a, a science of mind class, um, we talk about the creative process, the process, seed, how a seed will become a plant. Well, this is just another way, this, this circle of experience of how thoughts become our experiences, just another way. And this isn't circular. <laughs> it, it would be if I knew how to do it. Um, but it's circular, so pretend it's circular. You know, Ernest Holmes, when he used to preach, and I don't consider what I do preaching. Well, maybe sometimes. And... Um, <laughs> But he would have a chalkboard or you know, like a white, well, maybe a whiteboard or a flip chart, a flip chart and, or a chalkboard at times to, to illustrate. And I could use one to draw a proper circle, but you get the flow there. But, but this is supposed to be a circle. Thoughts starting with thoughts, moving to feelings, moving to beliefs, and then moving into our experiences. And where in this circle, I want to ask you this morning, do we have the power to really create change in our lives? Now, okay, if you know the answer, hold on. I have a whole talk to get there. Um, <laughs> yes, it is thoughts. Just hold it. But let's, let's start at the level of manifestation or experience because you know what that's where we often try to change things that's where we start that's where we start when something's broken what do we want to do we want to fix it we want to fix it out there you know the moving pictures or they actually came to be known as movies they came to the big cities first and then they worked their way into the smaller towns and and uh, this of course this was a long time ago <laughs> And it was in a remote mining camp in the Rockies that they were going to have one of these moving pictures. A movie was coming to the camp. How exciting it was. So they set up a tent, set up a screen, and a, um, for, for the, probably just a sheet, as I could imagine. Yeah. For them to, and they called everyone, and they, the picture was announced, the tent put up, and the residents had never been to a movie before, and here was their opportunity. And so they, the movie started, and, and the tent was packed. It was packed with miners and, and cowboys. And at a given moment during the movie, the heroine in this story let out this blood-curdling scream as the, the villain began to choke her over the railroad tracks. You probably know the scene I'm talking about. And then a cowboy who was sitting in the front row stood up, pulled out his gun, and shot six times right into the screen. He killed the villain. And everyone laughed. As you did here. Because we know that 
shooting or trying to change what was on the screen was not how to stop what was on the screen. If he really wanted to be effective, he would have turned around and, and put a bullet hole in the projector. That would have stopped it. But you know what? This is what we do. And this is our natural inclination. This is, this is our first knee jerk of what to do. You know, us as spiritual beings, and as the more that I think about this, we're spiritual beings having a spiritual experience in physical form because our experiences are internal. They're in spirit. But here, we've become so identified with this spacesuit that we have, we then think that this is where the power actually is. If we're going to correct the situation, fix the experience, adjust the manifestation, it needs, we think that it needs to be done at the level of the movie screen. And it can't be changed at that level. You know, I'll be happy when the conditions change. I'll be happy when I have the job, the house, the lover. Bang. That's what we're, that's really how we're operating. I'll be happy when this candidate or that candidate gets into office. That's really going to make the difference. They're gossiping about me. They don't respect me. I think I'm going to do something about that. This doesn't change, this doesn't change the experience directly. Firing at the screens of life, focus entirely on changing what's happening in the picture doesn't get us anywhere. And hear me, I'm not saying that then we don't take action. That's not what I'm saying at all. But I'm saying, where are we starting at? Where are we to use our power? And where can we use it most effectively? At the level of the effects, then we're going to create more effects. But if we're taking inspired action, at the level of cause, we'll get a different experience. But we'll talk about that. But let's, you know, let's go back into our circle here, <laughs> as it is. So, so if it's not at the level of manifestation or experience where we change, then what about beliefs? You know, isn't that what we say? It's done unto us as we believe. So change your beliefs. And that is going to change your experience. But you know what? Let's, what is a belief? What is a belief? You know, a definition, uh, a succinct definition is something that you hold true and don't question. It is, in your mind, a what is. What is? A belief is a habitual thought. It's a thought that's been thunk enough that you no longer need to think it. It just is. It's a belief. You know, let's say someone has a belief that love hurts. You know, you have to protect your heart. You know, people are out to get you. It's a dog-eat-dog world. Or someone believes that they're not worthy. Or they don't deserve a good life. Now that's not anyone here. We might have friends that might think those things but, and believe those things. But, you know, let's test this out. Let's make this more personal. Let's make it more personal and test this out. And I want you to think and bring to mind a belief that you currently hold that doesn't serve you well. 
Now, the fact that I'm asking you this, you may go, well, I, you know, I can't think of one right now. <laughs> well, I, if I knew that it didn't serve me, I wouldn't be holding it, right? Let me ask you this, and this might help you sort of stir one up, but think, think of something about yourself that you wish wasn't true. Some, is there something about yourself that you wish wasn't true? Now that might be a little easier to find something. Now I, right now, as you got that, you got it? You got it? It's just a thought, it's just a belief. Don't let it take you down a rabbit hole. It's just a, a thought that you've thought a few times. I'm gonna give you right now the best ministerial advice that I can give you regarding that belief. Stop it. Just stop it. Stop believing that about yourself. And we're done. How's that? Yeah. Yeah? I need to figure, find out what happened in you, Marcia, so that... You, you know, as much as we would like to think that we can change our beliefs, and we can, and we do... At the level of belief, at the point where we already, it's, it's, it is what is, it's what is, that, that's not effective. We need to do what Ernest Holmes says, and he said we need to get back of it. We need to get back of that belief. So on my, if we um, go back, we go back to our circle. So going back then is our feelings. Let's talk about our feelings. We talk a lot about the power of feelings in creation. Ernest Holmes tells us that it's our feelings behind the words that we use that are important. When we do practice our form of affirmative prayer, spiritual mind treatment, when we practice that, the words, yes, we have some beautiful prayers who have some, who, oh, our practitioners, beautiful words and po poetry. But it's not the words where the power resides, it is in the feeling behind those words. It is the feeling that is brought to those words. So, you know, so think of our feelings for just a moment. Because, you know, we sort of have a chicken or egg thing going on here. The feeling or the thought, the feeling or the thought, the thought or the feeling. Actually, the belief at this point, it's, it's, it is what comes first. So if you think of Feelings, feelings like happy and glad, loving, agitated, angry. When we think of these feelings, you know, have you, how effective is it really just to change your feelings? I mean, have you ever been angry or agitated and someone said, well, just calm down? <laughs> that is absolutely the worst thing to say to someone when they're upset. And maybe not them, don't say that to me. <laughs> it doesn't work, it does not work. I mean, you're probably more angry when someone's telling you to calm down, just calm down. Don't be, don't get up so upset. Or you might be feeling sad. Maybe even experiencing a little depression. 
And then someone who loves you and cares about you, and they want you to feel better. They want you to feel good. And then they begin to tell you things, you know, you'll just, you'll just be happy. You've got so much, so much good in your life. What do you have to really be sad, upset? You know, just, just be happy. That doesn't, you don't feel heard or supported, or, or it really does nothing to the feeling that you're experiencing. I mean, when you're, you're probably at that point feeling sad and angry now. <laughs> I mean, have you ever, ever been able to choose just like that, to choose the feeling that you want to experience right there in that moment? So let's take a final step back. In the, and so in the circle of experience, the circle of manifestation, the first is thoughts. And the big question this morning really talk about powering up our thinking. The question I want to ask is, do we have the ability to choose a thought? We can choose a new thought. We can choose a thought. I mean, if right now I told you to, to think life stinks, you may not want to. I know this group. It's like, oh, oh. We're not going to give it the power. We're just, so life stinks. And if we sit with that thought a little, you can feel the energy of that. You see the feeling sort of arises. But the question is, is were you able to think life stinks? Could you hear it in your thoughts? Life stinks. You may not have let it um, sit there for very long, but you were able to do it. You also have the ability just as easily, it's the same power, the same ability, if I said, you know what, now think life is good. Just think that. How do you think it? Is a, is, do you hear a voice? Or does life is good, it sort of comes up maybe as, a, as an impression? We all have different learning styles or different ways of relating, but life is good. We can choose our thoughts. And so unlike feelings, unlike beliefs and manifestations, thoughts are something that can be chosen and You know, some of the thoughts actually move us into action. And this is why this morning when we started this, I was talking about, we've been talking about our, the manifestations and experiences that it does not remove us from our responsibility to take action, but we just don't start there. If I'm having thoughts of, of it won't work, there's no way, there's no way it won't work, and I continue to come from that place, then when I go to deal with that situation and manifestation, and I try to change it and force it to be something that I'm already convinced that it won't work, how effective will I be? How effective, how much, how invested, or how much am I really giving to the solution when I am convinced that it won't work? work. You know, I love the story of a, of a traveler who was walking up to the gate of a new city, and he met an old man sitting at the gate. Gate. This is an ancient town, ancient story. And the traveler comes to the old man, and he asks the old man, he goes, well, so what kind of city is this? What kind of city is this? Is, is this a good place to live? Are the people kind? 
Are, are, the, are they friendly? And the old man says, well, tell me about the city that you just left. Were the people kind there? Was that a good place to live? And the traveler said, oh, no. Do you have a minute? Here, let's sit and talk. It was a horrible place. And do you know, and everybody was mean and out for themselves. You couldn't trust anybody there. They were backbiters and gossips. Well, my friend, the old man said, I'm afraid that you are going to find the same thing here. So I think you just need to keep moving, going on to the next town. Traveler thanked him. Oh, whew, dodge that bullet. Another traveler came along and asked the same thing of the old man. So what kind of city is this? Is it a good city? Are the people kind here? And well, the old man said, tell me a little bit about the city where you came from. Oh, it was a wonderful place. The people, the neighbors were, were loving and kind and supportive. It was a great place to live. Well, sir, you will find a wonderful city here, equally wonderful. Come on in. Come on in. The water's fine. You know, when we had the thought just a moment ago that life is good, when you chose that thought, now here's the rub. Here's the rub and sort of the thing to know about choosing thoughts. You may have felt great with the thought, life is good. Or there may have been an underlying thought or maybe a reactive thought that has said, what are you talking about? <laughs> Does anyone ever have that voice? It sort of argues with you. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> that hasn't happened to me. There might have been, or we do our affirmations. We are, we're consciously choosing. And see, what we're talking about this morning, all of you know this already. You've, you've practiced that. that is what, this is what we do. And, and this is also why we're reminding ourselves of this and exploring this this morning because it's necessary to remind ourselves that we have the power to choose a new thought. And even when we have a thought that's arguing with it underneath it, we do have thoughts to the contrary. So how do you know what you're really, really thinking? How do you know then what you're really thinking? Because I can say life is good. Oh, I'm abundant. I'm prosperous. Liar, liar, pants on fire. Your checking account doesn't. You, you, you get the, you see, I mean, and we'll argue with this. And then, so, but what, so what's, what's the thoughts that are really going on in my head? Well, let's go, let's go before the circle is really the experience, this loop, this circle. If you want to know what's going on in your consciousness, then look at the mirror of your life. Demonstration is absolute authority. What we experience in our life is a demonstration of the thoughts that we have and the feelings that we have around it that form the beliefs that we have around ourselves in life which give us our experience, and there it is. There it is. So if you want to know what you're thinking, then look at your life. And that's not meant to be in a harsh or judgmental way, but empowering to go, hey, I've got some information here. And I have information to have a new thought. 
It's all to lead us up to what thoughts we are thinking. The invitation in spiritual living and our practice of spiritual living is to be awake and aware and available enough, available enough to use the experiences that we have in order to be a catalyst to a new and higher order of thinking. You see, we have an opportunity at the level of, of we, because we can choose a new thought, because we can choose a new thought, when we have experiences that don't feel so good, we can stay on the merry-go-round, at that level of the merry-go-round, and have thoughts about the experience. Or consciously, intentionally reaching for a higher thought, we can have a new perspective. You know, Dr. Ernest Holmes in Love and Law, he writes this. He says, where our consciousness is permeated with 51% of right thinking, we are healed. All right. 51%. It makes a difference. Just, you know, I mean, you might be that close to having a new experience. That close. Just a new thought. The next thought. Ernest Holmes says that the only thing that stands between us and our next highest good is a thing of thought. A new thought can move us into a where we are healed. He says where there's more light brought into the room than there is darkness. What, what happens to the darkness? It disappears. It ceases to exist. That's our process, is to reach for a higher thought. In closing, I want to share this Final quote from Eric Butterworth. Eric Butterworth is the author of the book, Spiritual Economics, that we're going to be using in the class starting next month. And Eric Butterworth, the New Thought teacher, writes this. Through your state of mind, you release or inhibit the flow of the dynamic life substance or intelligence of God. The thoughts, our thoughts have power. And the thoughts that we're choosing to you, um, to adopt, to contemplate, to embrace, to consider, those thoughts are either opening us up to create a new experience, or they're cutting us off from having the desired experience. We could say, well, you know what? I, I don't know, I'm having difficulty finding a new thought. We are connected to an infinite mind, and that mind is operating in us. And that mind contains within it all thoughts, all thoughts, infinite thoughts, which means those are available to us if we take the time to choose. As we look around our life and the world, rather than starting with, how am I going to fix this? Start first with, what am I thinking about this? What are my thoughts about this? You know, today, we, each week, we are, I'm giving you an affirmation. And today, instead of an affirmation, I'm going to give you a question to support you. Because here we're talking about thoughts and We've said that you can have one thought and it might trigger up liar, liar, pants on fire. So instead of that, I'm going to offer you a question. I don't want to give you an affirmative thought. I'm going to give you a question. And it's a simple one. One for that you can chew on. 
but it's one that can inspire you to a new thought by asking yourself, what is the highest, most empowering, uplifting thought I can have about this, about my life, about this situation? What's the highest thought that I can think about this situation right here can give you access to a new thought that you didn't have before? Life's working things out for us, whether we're conscious of it or not. How's that for a thought? Life is working things out for me. It's getting easier and easier. Let's, let's embrace those thoughts to support us. And new trails this day, tomorrow, this week, and this year as we create a better experience for ourselves, a better experience for the world, and so it is. Peace and love.